Fong is wrong. Kevin Fong is wrong. Kevin Fong is wrong. Kevin Fong is wrong. That's what we're all gonna get from this, I guess. Like, that everyone hates Chris. Is that it? I mean, no. I mean, I, I mean, here's the thing. I don't know if everybody hates Chris because there's a lot of people defending Chris. But okay. I don't think okay. everybody hates Chris. I think that, uh, yeah, some people who are like, like I, like I was just looking at one comic and he said, oh, I hope Tony Rock punches Will dead in his face. Why? What for? What, what Will Smith do to Tony Rock? Is, is, you know what I mean? Like, is, is Chris Rock not a, a grown man who can handle it himself? Um, Tony is Chris's brother, and he's a stand-up comedian. And Chris comes from seven brothers and sisters. I don't know what, like, the ratio is, but he, he comes from a big family. So I think it's, like, off the top of my head, I, I know that Chris has three brothers. So if this is about family versus family, then Chris has a large family, too. And he's been very protective of his family as well. I've started to come around to your point of view on it. Not completely, but remember that foot massage conversation in Pulp Fiction? Oh, yeah. About how Marcellus Wallace threw another man out of a four-story window for touching his wife's feet? Yeah. And Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson get into a huge debate about it uh, at the at the front of the movie where Travolta's making it like it's not a big deal, and Samuel L. Jackson's like, well, there's some things you just don't fuck with. Uh, another man's woman speaks. But then there's where Travolta's on the date with Mia Wallace, and he gets to ask her in person what she thinks about that and Mia Wallace goes you heard that my husband Marcellus Wallace threw another man out of a four story window for giving me a foot massage and you believe that Kavoka then kind of like backpedals a little bit it's justified because it's if it was for protection, if it was Marcellus Wallace trying to protect Mia, then it was the right thing to do. And Mia kind of suggests, and you didn't think that was an overreaction? That There's a lot of elements of truth to that opening scene in Pulp Fiction in that, like, there's, yeah, there's certain things in life you just don't do. You don't fuck with another man's wife in any way. Joking or giving her a foot massage, or uh, having sex with her, or anything like that. But then there's that whole element of truth is, well, what's justifiable in the reaction? And by whose standards? We could take it back to the Academy Awards, where we see Will Smith go up on stage and slap <laughs> uh, Chris Rock hard. And now it just becomes a question of, is Will Smith's reaction an overreaction? And to how much is that reaction justifiable? And I don't know the answer to that, actually. Oh, I know, the, I know the answer to that. 
completely justifiable. Here, here, in my opinion, he he went about it the right amount. You know what I mean? Like, had he just completely just pummeled him on stage, that might have been too much. But like, here's the thing: the 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 comment or the joke that Chris made at Jada Pinkett's expense was disrespectful. And also, when you open hand slap another man, that's also disrespectful. And so, in my opinion, they're even. Like here's the thing: like if you if you if you hit another man, right, and it's like a fight. You're supposed to, like, close your fist, ball it up, and then just start swinging away because it's a, it's a fight. But if you open hand slap another man, that is, like, that's more disrespectful than you punching me with your fist. Like, that's, that's way, that's, I don't know how to explain it, but it's way more disrespectful. So it's like, yeah, that was the right amount. Disrespect for disrespect. And he, he, he exacted his, his uh his retaliation and and it went back to his seat and then when the question came up it was like, Where did that come from? He was like, Okay, cool. You you need to hear it straight from my mouth then. Let me tell you exactly where where this came from. And that that's it. Here's a, here's, I'm telling you Will Will's only mistake was apologizing for it after the fact. That whole like crying and and, and apologizing thing. That's his only mistake. He should have uh, smacked the, the dog piss out of Chris, went back to his seat, and then said nothing about it the the entire like for the rest of his life. He should he should have went to the after parties. He should have went and did like whatever he was going to do next. Sat down to have the meetings. However he was going to live his life, he should have went ahead and, and never addressed it. From that point forward, no media interviews, no blog posts, no tweets about it, no Instagram, no nothing. Because at that point, it's like, I did what I did. I said what I said. I don't need no more explanation. Point blank, period. Here's the thing, though, okay? We've said that. Like, we've talked about it where if it was like, like, if it was settled outside the show, then it would be a different thing. But it, it comes down to the fact that this is live broadcast across the world. You, you don't have just some Joe Schmo taking it out at some other Joe Schmo in a bar or in a restaurant or something like that. You have Chris Rock, who's a comedian. And then you have Will Smith, who's an actor. And Chris Rock's performing. It's a performance. What he's doing up on stage is a performance. And I would almost make an argument that Will Smith smacking Chris Rock across the side of the face is kind of a performance in and of itself a little bit. Because... You you know the cameras are on you. You know the cameras are on you. I understand there's something primal about being attacked uh, and having to defend your wife's situation 
And I get that that's the dynamic that we, as men, we all face with the women we love. However, Will Smith is an actor. And actors can't hope to act. And I'm not saying that that's what Will Smith literally did was he was acting. But what I'm saying is he understood that this is in front of the cameras and in front of everyone. So when he went back into his seat, when he went back into his seat and cause I've done this too. Okay. Look, I've been, I've been made fun of uh, and I've been the butt of a joke inside of a comedy club or inside of a restaurant or a bar where I was performing comedy. So uh, the comedian that went up uh, after me put me into their act, and I became the butt of their joke, and I lost my temper. I I totally lost my temper. And I did – literally, I watched Will yesterday night, and I, I, I literally couldn't distinguish what he did from what I did, except the only difference was uh, I, I didn't – I, I didn't actually get physical the, the three times that that happened to me. But I did do that whole thing where uh, from his seat, he he goes, keep your, like, keep those fucking words out of your mouth. I, I did. He said, he like said keep my wife's name out your mouth. Is no, what no, no. I, I, said, I said something kind of similar in, in the context of what I was arguing with about. But I did okay. cut out the comedian that was on stage. I did it from the audience. And I was just as loud. I was just as loud. However, I knew that the audience was watching me. And I got I got something out of that. Something I had to make sure like I needed I needed the audience to know something. And I think that's what Will was kind of still doing in front of the cameras, in front of the audience, he was making sure, and in a weird way, he was making sure the world knew something about him and his family. I mean, here's the thing. I think, I think he went, I don't think he cared. No, 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 no. Let, 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 me tell you, let me tell you something. I, I, this is what I know. He did the calculation, and he said, he looked at his surroundings, and he said, uh, yeah, I'm at the Oscars. Yeah, there are cameras around. I don't care. Uh, I'm going to go and, and handle this. And here's the thing. It's not like he's doing it for the cameras or necessarily. He's doing it because he's like, nope, don't care. Like, he's aware that there are cameras. He's aware it's the Oscars. But he's like, yeah, yeah, nope, don't care. Got to go, go and handle this. I don't believe that. Oh, I believe that 100%. Because I'm, cause here's the thing. I'm I'm watching the facial expressions, and I'm I'm watching it unfold. And here's the thing: there's a difference between a performance and something caught on film. And this was this was caught on film. A performance is like more intentional, more more aware of like your surroundings, right? And with like an end goal in mind. This was like this was Will Smith handling his business. And there happened to be cameras on. Because let me tell you something. If this had happened during a commercial break, right? Right? They were on a break, and Chris Rock is, like, you know, saying stuff in the audience. I truly believe 
that he would have done the exact same thing. And then when it came back from, from commercial, we would have had to hear about, like, hey, when the cameras were off, you know, Will Smith punched Chris Rock. And we would have had to fill in the blanks from there. It's weird. This is a thing that it's, it's, it's a very gray thing what happened. It's not, it's not clear cut who was right and who was wrong. In fact, I believe in a weird way that both of them are wrong and both of them are right. Hell no. This is very clear cut. This was Chris Rock crossed the line when he, when he should have known better. And this is Will Smith saying like, you've crossed the line. And you need to know exactly how much you crossed the line. And you crossed the line beyond me just saying, like, beyond me just saying words from my feet. You crossed the line in a, to the point where I now have to get on, I now have to get physical with you. And here's the thing. Here's what's going to happen. He, after a decade plus of people popping off about him and his family, I promise you, People are going to now rethink that because Will Smith has had this squeaky clean, like, Boy Scout image for so long. People have now assumed that that that, that turns into him being a punching bag. And he's like, all right, cool, I'm going to let it roll. But I'm telling you, you, you smack the taste out of somebody's mouth on national TV during the Oscars. People are going to rethink, like, oh, you know what? Maybe I won't go there because you know what? I don't want to cross that line and get the dog piss slapped out of me too. Well, this is a very clear right and wrong thing. Chris was wrong. Will Smith was well within his rights to react the way he did. Well, see, this is what I'm talking about, the slippery slope, is here's what's going to happen, okay, because of this. We talked, well, I don't want to get into the personal lives of Will Smith and Chris Rock. I love, love, love both these men. I, I really, they are, they are my role models, okay? I, I, they, they are my role models. So whatever disagreement that they have is, is really just, it's beyond my comprehension of what the hell they're going through with, with each other and whatever. And, we could go into so much stuff about their personal life, and you can you can listen to all of it on another uh, on someone else's YouTube or someone else's uh, podcast. But the issue is, this is going to set. I'm more concerned about the implications of something like this, the aftermath, and I really believe that now. It's just, it's going to be very anti-comedy. To, to borrow a phrase yeah. from Jerry Seinfeld, it's going to start becoming very anti-comedy. And that, like, I'm, I'm almost sure that Chris Rock is going to alter any future jokes that he does moving forward. He's going to be very cautionary uh, moving forward. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you telling me that just because a comedian may not may have to reevaluate certain jabs that he takes at another person's like spouse. That that completely is going to change the face of comedy. Get out of oh, here! Oh yeah! 
Oh, you're, yeah. telling me, you're telling me that that is that like the, all of comedy is going to take a, a turn from this? Come on, you're not giving comedy enough enough credit. There's so there's so much material out there across so many topics, so many little everyday things, so many big global things, so many random ideas that like one person like just like having to reconsider like hey. Is this joke gonna be too far? Because it's in poor taste. You're worried that that is gonna threaten the very structure of comedy. Comedy is much yeah, stronger yeah. than that, bro. Comedy no, is much stronger isn't. than that. No, it isn't. I no, it isn't. Uh, of course it is. Comedy, comedy survived a pandemic. It can survive this. Look at how much comedy has changed from the. Early, the early, like, just even 12 years ago, the movies, the, the rom-coms and the movies that were made, uh, 12 years ago. I, I was watching, I think it was that Mila Kunia's movie with Justin Timberlake, uh, she was, that, her friends with benefits, and there was an office scene between her and her boss. And her boss kept making references to his penis in, inside this, like, uh, office scene. About, like, it was, like, kind of a little, like, dull, mobile kind of meeting that they were having about how she had to go to New York and convince Justin Timberlake to work for the company. She's a headhunter. And, but the, the, the boss kept making references to a dream that he had about his penis. Now, okay, fast forward to 2022. You cannot make a movie like that anymore. I mean, no, not with a scene like that. Not with a scene like that in a comedy. It's it just but, but that, but that, but listen, that is how that is how humanity works. That is how culture works. Like every time, like at every point, the bar gets moved, or the, like you know, you know what I mean. Like everything gets shifted just a little bit about what the culture and what humanity decide is acceptable or unacceptable for any number of reasons. There's a whole bunch of movies that came out in the 30s and the 40s that you can't do now because they're, like, wildly inappropriate. You, like, just the whole, like, calling Native Americans engines. Uh, you can't do blackface anymore because, like, that's wildly inappropriate. All these like movies like condoning slapping your secretary on the ass just because you can, that's still wildly inappropriate. And the reason that we know these things are wildly inappropriate is because we've had a chance to look at ourselves and say, like, oh, yeah, in the in the moment we might not have been thinking about like, hey, you know, what this might mean for the person on the other side of this, but after we've taken like a hot minute to think about what this means in the greater society. And what this means to the person, like who's being, who's the being affected negatively, negatively by blackface, being called an engine, and what that actually means, right? Uh, like how we treated women in movies and so on and so forth, uh, slave scenes, all of that. When we think about it, society, like, ooh, that's that's that's. I think we can all agree that's inappropriate and not right. I think as a group, we need to move ahead and decide we should never do that kind of thing again. You know what I'm saying? That's how we can, that society will always keep doing that. 
society will always keep pushing forward from the things that we used to do in the past. And comedy is no different. There's a, there's a reason why Andrew Dice Clay is only worth like, you know, $300 and a pack of Paul Malls in order to do a kid's card. Because the jokes he was doing no longer hold up anymore. They're, like, that's just, that's how it is. And so, you know what? This is going to be the same thing. But the, the argument is going to be like, the, hey, I, you know what? The, Maybe I can't take pot shots at, at certain topics or certain things. And I should maybe find something else to joke about. Maybe I need to be more creative and instead of going for the low-hanging fruit, make a joke about something that requires a little bit more complexity. And you know what? As a whole, as a community, as, as comedians, we're all better for having to go for a more complex joke instead of the low-hanging fruit because it makes it all better. But see, here's the problem with that, okay? Here's the problem with that, okay? It's becoming quite evident there's a flaw in society, okay? There's a flaw in society in that it's arbitrary what we choose to accept and what's unacceptable. It's very arbitrary. arbitrary. It is is not arbitrary. Okay, do you know what it means for something to be arbitrary? Arbitrary would mean that uh, uh, a decision is made for no rhyme or reason, no context, no no reasoning. It was just uh, out of the blue. This new thing has come about. Oh my god! Society does that all the time. Okay. The, uh, well, I'm saying simple? I'm saying this is not like the, the change in cultural is not arbitrary, and it, and a change in what we decide is acceptable and not acceptable is not arbitrary. What happens is. People will, like a group that is being marginalized, being made fun of, says, like, listen, I don't mind jokes and I don't mind, like, movies as a whole, but, like, this is a problem for me, not just personally, but everybody in my community. Because when you perpetuate this publicly, even if it's inaccurate, even if it's made to be, like, an exaggeration, there are going to be some people who are going to take it as literal, and it causes me a direct problem, either to my person, like physically, to like me as like, you know, my personal sense of well-being. Like there's all kind of negative repercussions that come across from this particular portrayal. And so when people say like, oh, maybe I didn't realize or I didn't care at the time that this particular portrayal affected your this group of people in this particular way. Good point. Let's go ahead and change this shit up. That's what happened. It's not arbitrary at all. Oh, yes, it is. Okay, then, okay, why is it, like, for example, uh, pot is still illegal? Uh, why is it that the, the smoking age is, uh, used to be? I don't know if it is still the same anymore. I, I think it might have been bumped up, but, uh, 18, it, it used to be, 18 years old, and the drinking age, however, that, however, the drinking age was 21. But why is it that on some roads in the United States, the speed limit is like 25, even though all the drivers drive 40 through that thing and have been for years, and the city hasn't even bothered to fix it? Okay, uh, but these are, hey, listen, these aren't arbitrary things. These are just... Questions that you don't have the answer to. 
like there's answers to these. There's like really clear cut, obvious answers to these. You just don't know what they what they are. What's the first thing you brought up? Pot. A uh, weed. Okay. Pot is illegal because of like basically the government hasn't hasn't figured out how to monetize it in a way to their benefit. That's the only reason why it's illegal. It's because of monetization and also like capitalism. That is the only reason. Because the capitalists haven't completely agreed how to make money from it. And and if they haven't agreed how to make money from it, the government hasn't hasn't figured out how to tax it and make money from it. That is why pot is so illegal. You have speed limits that are different types because you have like like certain specific data that says like, hey, if a car is traveling through a certain area at a certain speed limit, you have negative repercussions either to like pedestrians, other cars, like you know, like the traffic, the distance between stop signs or the distance between traffic lights, and in order for people to you know stop like at a you know at, at a safe speed, you have to reduce the top speed so that like overall society will be safer in those places. Like there are, there are reasons for that, but sometimes like there are no reasons for some of the rules. No, any public listen. There is always a reason. You may not know what it is, but there is all like a rule, like rules. There is always a reason and a rule, even if you disagree with it. Like the whole reason that pot became illegal in the first place is dumb, but there's a reason for it. It's not like nobody knows what that means. Ever like if you like a, a, a very brief Google search will tell you why pot was illegal in the first place. And it basically came down to taxation. And also, growing hemp threatened agriculture of, like, another industry. And they were like, hey, this hemp is, like, you know, too profitable, and we're not in that group. And so you have to ban hemp so that we can make money in our category. That's why it was illegal in the first place. That's what what, what's, what's going – what's happening, okay, is now we're – We've canceled so many things in the last five, six years. We've canceled celebrities. We've canceled we're, – we're now canceling countries. Uh, listen, here's the deal. Is anything sacred against cancel culture? And apparently, no. The answer is apparently no. And I used to think uh, comedy was – it was a sacred thing. And what, what on earth would you think that comedy would be sacred to anything to any group other than comedians? Why would you think that? Because no, nobody nobody else holds comedy as high of regard other than comics. Why would you? And the comics make up an incredibly small percentage of the population. So there's no reason to think that. And here's the other thing. Cancel culture is like a huge, broad brush that gets applied to too many things. But not everything is cancel culture, okay? If you, if, if you go back to the original, original idea behind cancel culture, it's that, that – I can't remember the specific, but basically there was an actor that got way out of pocket and 
because they were so out of pocket, like in their public life, that affected the show that they were on, and they end up canceling the show. And I, if I remember correctly, it was it was Charlie Sheen. I really think it was Charlie Sheen that Charlie Sheen was so out of pocket that they end up canceling uh, Two and a Half Men. But there's a difference between cancel culture and accountability culture. And people but you prove my point right there. Things. You prove my point right there. You prove my point right there. It's arbitrary that we cancel uh, someone and we haven't canceled Charlie Sheen. I mean, Charlie was a part of a lot of, like, domestic issues with his wife and stuff like that. And he was – I mean, Charlie Sheen hasn't been completely canceled. I mean, what is he doing? Like, what is he doing, doing other stuff. than just w- waking up every day being Charlie Sheen? He's still doing what stuff. Is he still... what, what movie is he in? What Broadway play is he in? What commercial is he on? What is he doing other than waking up and being Charlie Sheen? Okay, like, okay, okay. Here's a good one. Here's a good one. Like, T.J. Miller. I, I'm not a big fan of T.J. Miller, but I'm not, like, a huge fan of – I like him as an actor, but, like, T.J. Miller, okay? Uh, I, I like him, I, but I don't – I mean, I'm not a big fan of him. I just like him, okay? So why is it that he was scrubbed out of um, Army of the Dead? He was scrubbed out of Army of the Dead. Uh, Kate Nataro was put in place uh, in his role, and he was uh, he was fired from any future Deadpool movies. Okay, for just like an allegation that his ex girlfriend, like one of these ex women that he he had been linked to, made about him. Okay, so T.J. Miller gets canceled. But then, like, Charlie Sheen, who has, like, documented history of domestic abuse, drug addiction, all this stuff, is given a pass. No, no, no. He's not given a pass. That's why Charlie Sheen... You, what's the last time you seen Charlie Sheen do anything? Well, he's definitely got more opportunities right now than T.J. Miller. But, but what is he doing? I'm not talking about opportunities. I'm talking about what is he actually doing? What is he actually doing? The, my point is that he could still do stuff. He still can do stuff. Are you sure? Are you oh, sure? Yeah, sure? I'm sure. Hey, more than, how, more how than do you T.J. Know? Miller. More than T.J. First Miller. Of all, first of all, T.J. Miller had two problems. One, the sexual assault accusation from from college. And secondly, when he called in the, the fake bomb threat in 2018, did you forget about that? Yes. I mean, I, I, I remember those. But what I'm saying is. So, listen. So, between those two things, I'm like, hey, yeah, yeah you're going to have a hard time getting work because you got, you got accused of sexual assault and you called in the fake bomb threat. I don't know if I want to work with you, bro. I think, I think, I think, I think you, I think you'd be canceled over a, not just a fake bomb threat to like his apartment complex. It was like an airport, a motherfucking airport. So, yeah, he ain't, he, you, we ain't seen not, not hide or tail of TJ Miller. We have not seen Charlie Sheen nowhere. 
They, they, other things is okay, waking up for Charlie Sheen. Your argument, your argument is that the people that have been canceled have deserved it. Everyone that should have been canceled has been canceled and will event, and will all inevitably be canceled. Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. Here's the thing. When I, when I first said that cancel culture becomes this huge broad brush that gets applied to too many things. I also mean like people want to cancel individuals or threaten to cancel individuals over things that should not have been like even like a topic. For example, Dan Harmon. They, they tried to cancel Dan Harmon uh, over some stuff that he said like maybe 10, 15 years ago. And, uh, and he was like, as soon as it came up, he was like, hey, you know what? I was out of pocket, and uh, I shouldn't have done what I did, and uh, I'm really sorry uh, to the to the person to the person who I said those things in front of. And the girl who he said that like wild shit in front of, she was like, "Hey, all, overall, Dan Harmon is a stand-up guy. I accept his apology." And they moved on. Like as soon as they as soon as they were trying to bring the cancel call, and here, here's like here's what it was going to be. Like if Dan Harmon, if they really went hand with Dan Harmon, right, we could have ended up with a canceled Rick and Morty. But because he was like, hey, you know what, I was out of pocket, my bad, and she was like, you know what, I totally accept your apology. Uh, everybody moved on as they should have. And here's the thing, though, that had already happened prior to when people started throwing around the cancer culture, like, label. But you know what? You, you got to hash that out. Uh, James Gunn, they, they tried to cancel James Gunn over some bullshit. Some shit that was said eons ago. He was like, hey, that was a long time ago. I was a different person. Probably shouldn't have said it. My bad, right? And then eventually they were like, hey, you know what? Uh, he's good. I don't even know why we're bringing up this whole cancer culture thing. You go ahead, give James Gunn a whole bunch of projects back because he had enough people vouch for him that it was able to be let, let slide. Those are two situations where the cancer culture, like, machine shouldn't even have been, like, at their doorstep. So well, no, thing, it applies to everybody all the time, and everybody, anybody who gets caught up in the cancer culture, like, you know, like, process, deserves where they're at. Absolutely not. But sometimes, sometimes they do. Okay, here's, here's, here's something that I started to think about while you were saying what you were saying, is they, what you just said, they, they, like, they wanted to cancel, they want, here's the thing I start to also understand, is, the they of cancel culture. Who are they of cancel culture? And I used to think, I used to, wait, wait, I used to think that it was, yeah, across the board, a regular people from social media and, uh, like, like IG, Twitter, all these people, right? But then I started to really think and I started to realize that the people that comprise cancel culture it's really Hollywood, actually. It's actually other celebrities. I, I'm, I weirdly enough, huh? No, there, there are no yeah. celebrities involved. Let me, let me, and here, okay, 
I'm gonna put I'm gonna put this show Hollywood at risk of being canceled. Up. No, no, I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now who who's at the heart of it, and it's not just Hollywood in general, right? Because Hollywood is, is so far off on the deep end. Like they're like they all know each other's secrets, and so like to, for a, for one Hollywood person to want to cancel another Hollywood person, like that got to be some like egregious like. No, no, no. We're beyond cancel culture. Call the goddamn police. All right? Let me tell you who. No, but this is happening as we, this has been taking place for the last four years. Just actors and actresses, like, coming out of the woodwork, talking about stuff that happened, and that they were the victims of uh, these assaults and these, um, uh, all these Yeah, okay, okay, but, okay, we're talking about Harvey Weinstein, but listen. Where there's smoke, there's fire. And this was like a whole goddamn California, like, in, engulfed in flame situation. Like, it wasn't like a, a, like a, a couple whisperings back and forth. There was like parade of, of people who came out talking about what Harvey Weinstein did. So, like, this, that's, that's different. This isn't just like a couple of like high profile, like, actors getting behind the bandwagon. No, 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 no. Well, I'm not talking about that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put at risk this this podcast and tell you who's at the root of cancel culture. All right, are you ready? And this is gonna yeah. take this conversation in a whole other direction, but I don't care. The root of cancel culture is entitled white women. That's it. That is at the root of cancel culture, and I say entitled white women because. They will jump up and bang the drum and make the noise for situations that they were never a part of, that they were never even, like, invited to. But they see it from the outside, and they decide, like, nope, I decided this was wrong, and I'm going to jump up on my soapbox, and I'm going to point the finger and say, hell no, this is unacceptable. Meanwhile, nobody asked them to do that. That is who is at the root of cancel culture. And because there's a whole bunch of white women in Hollywood, they're like, well, she jumped up and said it. I got to have her back. And because the, the image of white women is that they need to be protected at all costs and that if whatever white women say, it's got to be true, then we got we to gotta have their back. Then comes the bandwagon. And and at no point, no one bothers to say, uh, hold the fuck up, Becky. Uh, let's, let's do some fact checking first and look into this before we all just go ahead and jump on your side. And then, and, and because nobody does that, the shit gets carried away real fast. Like I said, sometimes it's justified, but sometimes it's not. And then there's like a whole bunch of gray area in the middle where like it's, May or may not, and we still wait and find out more information. But that's who's responsible for cancel culture. That, that may very well be the case. And, like, uh, a lot of comedians, like Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle, you, uh, I, I even, to some degree, uh, feel that way. But I'm not, so, I don't, I don't think, I think that's actually, in a way, it's, it's 
true to some degree, but it's still a uh, simplification of of what's happening right now. And here's the deal. Here's the deal. And how we're how I know that is kind of a simplification of what's happening right now is he's operating under the impression that he's in the right. See, it goes it goes under cancel culture actually. The, the the thing about cancel culture is it's like a tree. Okay, you can cut the branches, but the root is still there. And the root of it now, I'm starting to understand that the root of cancel culture is a who's moral kind of dilemma. Like, who's in the right? And so, in a weird way, what we saw was, like, with uh, Will Smith going up on stage and, and, and exacting justice on what he felt was a insult to his wife uh, on, on Chris Rock. Is a way, is is kind of a way of well becoming his own kind of cancel culture, like oh, he's operating no, no, under. No, 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 no. We're not gonna do that. We're not gonna say that Will Smith is is trying to cancel Chris Rock over a joke by literally smacking the stew out of him. Absolutely no, he's, he's, he's not. He's making a moral. Uh, that's not cancel culture. See, here's the thing. There's no culture behind that. That is just one man telling another man, you went too far and you done fucked up. That is not cancel culture. See, there's not a whole group of people behind it. There's, there's no, there's no special interest group that's being affected by this. And also, let me tell you something else. We are recording this the Monday right after the Oscars. And I, let me tell you something right now. I have a crisp $20 bill for you, Kevin, if this, if this pans out not to be the case. I'm telling you right now, this Monday after the Oscars, that there will actually be no talk of canceling Will Smith or Chris Rock. That's, that's not what cancel culture is well, no, 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 no. But, but here's the thing. No, no one is going to talk about canceling Chris Rock or Will Smith over this, either over over what Chris Rock said or what Will Smith did. No one's going to bring that up. And do you know why no one's going to bring that up? Because it, it, what happened between Chris Rock, Will Smith, and Jada Pinkett did not affect any white women. That's what happened. That's what it is. No, no, no. It affected women. See, it, no, it, no, no. It did not affect any oh, no, white women. Oh, yeah. Oh, it did what? not. No, no. Let me tell you something. White women do not give a shit about anybody else, especially anybody else's business, but their own. White women do not give a shit about black men. White women don't give a shit about black women. And when you put those two things together, that means white women do not give a shit about what happened at all between the three of them. So they can't find a way to make it about themselves. So there will be no talk of cancel culture when it comes to that situation at the Oscars. I got a, tw- a quick fucking $20 bill for you. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> if, 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 if,
see it on there. If there ever is talk about canceling Chris Rock or Will Smith, <laughs> it's going to be a white woman that brings it up first. Because she has found some way to make their situation about her. Chris, I'm saving it. It's in my wallet right now. Now, now you know what? I'm going to take that back. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do, Kevin. I do Kevin, need $20. I'm going to go in. I'm going to go upstairs. I, I do need that 20 let me tell you something. I'm going to go upstairs. Uh, I'm going to go into the laundry room. I'm going to break out the ironing board. I'm going to get the iron. And I'm going to go a step further. I'm going to get You don't think they're going to try to cancel Will Smith? Starch. Wait, wait. You don't think they're going to try to cancel Will Smith? I'm going to starch iron this $20 bill so that it is so crisp and so sharp that you're going to cut yourself. So have you been reading the YouTube comments? Have you been reading the YouTube comments? They are already trying to cancel Will Smith. A little bit. A little bit. No, 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 no. There, there's people talking about, like, like who are like, oh, like, we say they're trying to cancel Will Smith. What is the actual conversation? That Chris was a professional. He, he kept the show going, even though he could have brought it to a, com- a complete halt. He was very professional. He even made the audience laugh after that outburst from Will, and that Will, there there have been, a, I've been reading the comments, and it seems like the collective is at least 60% on Chris's side, 30% on Will Smith's side, and 10% just they don't care, and they're, they think it's funny what's, hap- what's transpired. Okay, okay, there's a difference between people having an opinion and people trying to cancel him. But here's the thing. You can be like, oh, I disagreed with, with, with what Will Smith did. And that's fine. You can be like, it was unprofessional. He should have, you could have all these comments about what he should have done instead. And that's not cancel culture. That's not like, that's not saying Will Smith should never work Are we sure Hollywood about that? Again. Are, are, are we sure about that it's not cancel yeah, culture I'm, that's happening to Will? No, that is not cancel culture. That is criticism and critique. But there's nobody trying to cancel Will Smith. There's a difference, but there's nuances to that. And that's that broad stroke I'm talking about. You can, every time somebody's held accountable or critiqued about their actions, that is not cancel culture. That is accountability. And there's a difference between that. You can you can critique and you can hold somebody accountable without also trying to cancel them. And this, and one does not immediately equal the other. That's that broad stroke that gets applied to too many things. People could disagree with him all day long. You could have ninety percent of the people that poll, and they can ninety percent of the people can say they disagree with what Milton Will Smith did. They can have these negative opinions and thoughts about what Will Smith did. But that is an opinion, and that isn't a critique. But that is not cancel culture. No one's saying, uh, throughout all Will Smith's movies, no one's saying, stop playing Fresh Prince of Bel-Air on all the networks. No one's saying, take it down off of, like, you know, whatever streaming service it happens to be on. That's cancel culture. Because when you're, like, Take all of his movies down. Take all of his all of his TV shows down, and we not we not uh, giving the public any access to Will Smith as as a performer. 
That, my friend, is cancel culture. That is not the conversation being had. He's definitely not going to be allowed back at the Academy Awards, maybe. Maybe. I mean, it's look, not looking good about that. Yeah. That, the good. Academy is launching a formal investigation on whatever that means. We all saw yeah, it. Right. I don't exactly. know what that whatever, whatever that means. That's just some, like, insider gobbledygook. That doesn't mean anything. Let me, let me ask you something. Had Will Smith not smack the dog shit out of Chris Rock. <laughs> what would we have been talking about at the Oscar? Uh, happened at the Oscars. Uh, Denzel uh, getting his Academy Award. No, no. Who, who was it? Sam, was it Samuel Jackson? Maybe. One, one of them. One of them finally got like an Academy Award, and, that, and they had never gotten it. And we might have been talking about the fact that Will Smith finally got an Academy Award. But it would have been like a footnote. It would have been something mentioned in passing. People would have seen it on the timeline, scrolled it, liked it, and went on about their life. Let me let me tell you what, what Will Smith smacking the taste out of Chris Rock's mouth did. It gave people, it made people talk about the Oscar for a day, or Will. People will be talking about the Oscar for days, maybe weeks. And what happened as a result of that, people are going back over and over and over again to look at footage from the Oscars. They are analyzing all – some people are watching the entire Oscars when they haven't watched any of it live just to see what led up to it, just to see the kind of jokes that Chris Rock was telling the whole night leading up to that to see if, like, they could have spotted it coming. They're looking – they're watching it to see the jokes he told – Afterwards, to see, like, if he had changed anything, people are analyzing the hell out of the Oscars. And the, the, the Oscars 2016 jokes that he told. Then it would have been. The 2016 jokes that he told about Jada Pinkett Smith back in 2016, when they boy, when the Smith family boycotted the Oscars. Right. They're coming right back to that. And had it not been for that, nobody would have given, like, a real shit about the Oscars. Not like they are now. Like, like yes, they, they, they're talking about what happened between uh, Will and Chris. But, like, that then immediately leads to people giving a shit about the Oscars as a whole. Like, that yeah, conversation I mean, leads them to, like, make, a secondary conversation. Yeah, this is definitely making me uh, tune in to next year's Oscars. Like, it's going to make me – TV 
and and get it seen around the world. Let me let me just double check myself real quick to see if this joke is worth the shit that might happen afterwards. And maybe maybe they'll make a better joke. Maybe they'll be more creative and write better jokes after they have to think about the consequences of what they say. What? Okay. Here's one of the things. Still, I'm having a trouble, having trouble, like reconciling with, is that I've heard like I've heard Eminem. I love Eminem. I've heard Eminem go way farther than anything Chris has ever done. Uh, in fact, I think even Eminem literally said F. Uh, Will Smith, F you, F you, Will Smith. He said that on the real Slim Shady. Okay, so the the deal is like, I mean, but that, that, that's him. That's way worse than Chris. That, that's one person attacking another one person. He's had way worse things said to him than that. So that's that's barely that barely moves the needle. So it, it really does come back down to that. Chris was attacking uh, Will Smith's wife. I have to agree with that. You're right about that. You're right about. I, I will. I will come to come to that agreement. In that, there's just some things in life you don't do. You don't fuck with another man's wife. Chris should have known better. Comedians are going to have. They're going to recheck things for sure. Almost to the point where we're going to ha- have a situ- situation where we will have an omission to comedy in a way, like a censorship to comedy, like we've never seen before. Like, yes, censorship in comedy has always been there, because uh, as comedians, we're not we're not completely suicidal. We understand that there are some things you you can't joke about, but. Okay, so why now, isn't this, why isn't this now one of them? I don't know. I always thought that it was still fair game to joke about like relationships and and friendships and people within. If like, you're joking about celebrities, to actually use their social circle and poke fun of their social circle a little bit, and that would include the wife a little bit, a little bit. No, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think that if he had made a joke about the last time Jada Pinkett was in a movie, right? Or he had made a joke about, like, just a general joke about the red table, right? I think I think it had been it had been different. It had been a joke. People were like, eh, funny, not funny, whatever. But but it wasn't just about his wife. It's about his wife's medical condition. That she that here's the thing. People are like, oh, not not everybody knew. But, like, if you paid attention, like, she talked about it. Like, it was a public thing before that night. So it's not like she was hiding it. So enough people knew that that's what she was going through. And so, like, that's the difference. You know what I'm saying? It's not just like, oh, I can poke fun at your circle. It just was, like, way beyond that. I'll agree to that. I'll agree to that.